and just pray in the spirit for just a short moment with me. Manda ba shoko da bada, Rebecca tosi bahaka, Niboroko tosi brahada, Mezubehako jaka haka ha, Lebrehekebo seketekete, Manda da ba kosi brahada da basha, Lebeheka tosa brahada la la basukata ya bako, Mereke de bako. Lebrehanda da da ba sudi di di bi ko zabra hakata kada da ba mondo da da ba zibri kata da 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 ba zokoto da da ba shaba da da ba kolaba librehke te da 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 ba zikete da da ba adunai leko ba sika brahako zibri anda da ko zaka mende da da ba shaba da da ba ko Lord, we open our hearts to you. We ask that the entrance of your word, which bring light and understanding, will come to us. For God, you speak light. Lord, you speak light. As you speak, let light, boats of light, enter into us. Let boats of light enter into our spirits. Let boats of light enter into our hearts. Let boats of light engulf us. Go bahako, rege bahako si antekendo sapaa. Libroho do bobo si bede debe ko sapakandere. Mantara ko si bidi biko saka takarabako. Lebese keterebe ko si bede debe ko zabarabako. Libri kibo si ante debe ko sahakata yikabo. Mambaroko sepriante de 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 shuga bahako rebeko suti libikaha. Oh Lord, thank you. Lord bless you. In Jesus' name. Have your own way. In Jesus' name. Father, as you speak to us, let light enter into our understanding. We know that a prophet needs his capacity as a prophet. And we know that the other thing that he needs is light. Lord, bring us into the realm of lights. Lord, speak to us individually. In Jesus' name, amen. And speak to us even as a church. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Sammy, you need to tone down a little. Where is your camera? What happened? Oh, we have to be using a thing now. So, but you today for now. Anyway, what do you want to do? You are, the, you are the man. Okay, so we've been looking at equip for the work of ministry. Equip for the work of ministry. I want you to just say that. I want you to sink into your say, equip for the work of ministry. Now, we have said that all of us have a ministry. Please. I want this to sink deeply into your heart. You have a ministry. Whether you are a housewife, you have a ministry. Whether you are selling in the market, you have a ministry. You, uh, you know, Bab's into is into hair. It's a ministry. There's somebody, Baba, who babes somebody here and he has gone mad. There's somebody who puts. I've seen, I've seen prophetic ministration you know, who put a hand in somebody's hair and a serpent beats the person and the person couldn't work the hands became swollen the person couldn't work again couldn't do that work again there are people who put their hand in somebody's head 
and they became paralyzed. It takes an anointing to be in your ministry. What you are doing in the back there, the technicalities, is a ministry. It takes an anointing in order for you to exercise your ministry. Ministry simply means service. Ministry simply means service. And you are serving God and you are serving men with your gifts. And that gift that you have is your leadership gift. It becomes important that you discover your leadership gift and so you can serve well out of that leadership gift. Ministry is not only for pastors. I shared a story here the other time. How there was a young man in our ministry. He is late now. Very fantastic photographer and video guy. Very fantastic. If you see him himself, you will love him. Very fantastic guy. If you see his work, very fantastic. It's, it's, it's like God just made him. Like the way God made Satan with music. When Satan stands here, music begins to go out too. Ah, the thing that we are afraid of, that guy, when he was in the realm of God, when he stands here, sound, trumpet is going out, keyboard is going out, all kinds of instruments. He was, he was like a pipe all over. This guy is built this way with his gifts. Unfortunately, some things happened and he, he, he passed on. But this is the point I want to make to you. Ministry is not only for pastors. I shared a story about him, how... Um, 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 a certain couple who are an evangelist and a prophet, so they call themselves, would tell him that you, you are not called. We are the ones who are called. So the mobile phone that you have, give it to us so that we can use it to do the work of God. Meanwhile, the guy's fiancée does not have a phone. He got a new phone. Instead of giving the old phone to the fiancée so that at least you can say, me love you, are you there? He decided to give to the evangelist and the wife. And you know what happened? Eventually, he lost the, the girl too. Because if you have to talk to the girl, you have to call somebody before they will locate the girl and you talk to her. How can this one continue? How can this thing continue? So, 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 so the, he lost the girl. So ministry is not. The first thing I want you to put, if you are writing, and I want to encourage you when you come to the service, make some notes. Because one day I'm going to ask Bibi, I'm going to ask you to stand here and be teaching. I'm going, to, I'm going to work on you, work on you, work on you, sir. Then I'll release you to begin to function. You don't know what you are until God releases you. And you hear a few this morning. Ministry is who you are. Your calling is who you are. Your call, which allows you to serve people, to do ministry... That is why we are talking about equipped for the work of ministry. In Ephesians chapter 4, let's go there. Let me, let, me, let me start from there. Ephesians chapter 4. Let me go to Ephesians chapter 4 and show you from scripture. So you don't say the pastor talk, talk, talk. He didn't show it from scripture. Ephesians chapter 4. In the verse 11, the verses 11 and 12, he said, And he himself gave some to be apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers. He gave some people. So he's giving me a teaching gift. He's giving me a prophetic gift. He's giving him a pastoral gift. He's giving him, and if I say gift, it's not like a, a word of knowledge gift. 
There are two words used in the Bible for gift. One is Doria. Ephesians chapter 4, the verse 7. The word gift there is Doria. The word grace there is Doria. The word gift there is Doria. The word used in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 from the verse 1, talking about the gift of the Holy Spirit, is charisma. From which you have charismata, charismatic. They are little gifts given. They are gracelets. But Doria is that measure of Christ. Doria is Christ himself. So Christ took himself, then he started distributing himself. He said, as for you, your name, I've not been keeping it to, uh, uh, is it Victoria? Or? Juliana, Juliana, Juliana. Be sending me a message on what, uh, Facebook now so that I can. So God looks at Juliana and says, Juliana, I've called you a prophetess. And, he, and Jesus takes that part of the prophetic office and releases it. He said, you have called you a pastor and gives it. You have called you a teacher. And then he releases. That is Jesus' gift. It is, it is the qualitative measure of who Christ is, whom he distributes into men. Now, he gave those gifts unto men, not unto angels. Now, when you read the verse 12, it says that for there's a reason why he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers and, um, and pastors. There's a reason why he gave them. It says that for equipping of the saints. I've explained this in the teachings that have gone by. For the equipping of the saints. For the equipping of the saints. For the work of ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. So, number one. The pastor, the prophet, apostle, evangelist, teacher. He is not just called to this body, but he is called to the body of Christ. To edify the entire body of Christ. Number two, the prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelist, and all. What is called a five-fold ministry. They are called to equip the saints. Who are the saints? You and I. Ah, but you will say that, ah, how can a pastor equip me who is an engineer? Good. That is God's design because what God has put on that ordinary man can make a president, can make an engineer. What God has put on that ordinary man who you think is just a contractor, who you think is just a graphic designer, the grace inside an evangelist can mold that guy to begin to function. There is something that is called the work of ministry. That you are supposed to do, I am supposed to do. So my sitting here to receive from an evangelist, a pastor and a teacher, and another prophet and another apostle, is to help me, equip me, not just in the area of my calling as a prophet and a teacher and whatnot, but also the leadership gift that God has given me. And all of us sitting here are leaders because we have a gift that paves the way for us to function in leadership capacity. If you discover your leadership gifts, your leadership gift will now make you an attraction to the world because you begin to serve the world and be a solution to many. So I don't want anybody among us to consider him or herself inferior to a grace or a calling or a capacity we have all been called into some office 
Ah, do you know what it takes to look after children? If you know what it takes, what it takes to look after children, it takes a grace, it takes wisdom. And you see parents bring up their children in a way. You would think that, oh, they have actually these parents, they are special. No, there is an equipping of a grace that works in them. Now, inside this fivefold ministry of apostle down to pastor is something that is called grace. Everybody say grace. grace. Now, simply, what is grace? Grace is not just that spooky thing you are thinking in your mind, like some atmosphere. No. You see your car, you see your body, you need to fuel the body so that the body can be alive. That food, that water, that drink, that nourishment you give to the body, that thing is called grace. Grace is divine resource. Grace is divine resource. Apostle Paul said, is it First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10? He says that I am the least of all apostles. But I labor more than all apostles. Nevertheless, it is not I, but the grace of God that is with me. He doesn't describe the grace of God as just some atmosphere. So the next time we think about the grace of God as some, some cloud, some atmosphere, please know the grace of God is a resource. The grace of God is equipping. So the word equipping is used here. If you read other translations, it uses the word perfect, to perfect the saints. How can ordinary men perfect saints? Meaning there is a thing that is beyond them. And that thing will help you and I and every other person to become as solid, as powerful in your calling and in your gift. And then your service will now begin to yield fruit. I pray that a grace will come upon you. I pray that an anointing will come upon you. I pray that a divine resource out of heaven will be placed inside you. I pray that this resource will begin to mold and shape your gift correctly so that you can see and walk in that capacity. Grace is a divine resource. Equipping, the word equipping comes from, or is the word in the Greek, katatismos. Katatismos. And katatismos comes from a Greek word that is katatizo. Katatismos means to give somebody, okay, let me put it this way, let me make it an apprentice. When an apprentice goes to work, what do we do? If he's a seamstress, a designer, fashion designer, what do we do? We buy a machine. We sew a dress. And in certain places, they'll begin to lecture you and teach you. When the apostle is equipping, what he's doing is that he's giving you the necessary equipment and the tools by the revelation of the word and wisdom so that you can become complete. That word, katatismos, derived from katatizo, means that like you take a car to the body shop and there are dents in the car and some things need to be fixed on the car so that the car will be resprayed, will be sprayed and then it will now look good and presentable both from within and the interior done properly that is the work of the apostle down to the pastor 
he gives you the right tools. So when you study, I taught this thing, I taught it very well, and if you want to catch it, go to, if you do the podcast, go to the podcast. All the audio files are loaded there. What the apostle is doing, what the prophet is doing, what, in fact, not what he's doing, what we are supposed to do is to relate this grace, this grace that God has given to us uniquely to Sam, uniquely to Martin, uniquely to Samuel, because Samuel is different from there are two Samuels, but there are two different people. They carry different graces and different anointing. How do I carry this grace that is on me and relate it to him and build him in his unique calling and grace? You realize that the pastor's work has changed. You realize that many things that some pastors are doing calling the work of God is not the work of God. You cannot just preach a wholesale message on the pulpit and you think that you are blessed people. There has to be a down to where the rolling of our sleeves and working on people, relating to people, and getting things shifted and things done. When the Bible talks about equipping, it is no joke. That is why the Bible says, in many reasons, many, many, for many reasons, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, it says, This honor no man takes upon himself, except that the honor that God gives. So even concerning Jesus Christ, he didn't, Jesus himself, he did not come down and say, I am the Christ. The father had to give it to him. And Aaron did not arrogate it to himself. He has to wait until another ordains him. Because there are two things. You can jump into this and say, I am an apostle. And the next thing is that devil will send apostolic demons to come and fight you and you are gone. That is why, you see, you realize that somebody will go to school after many, many years in medical school, you go and hang himself and say, I am feeling unfulfilled. I pray that if we have missed it in any way, the Lord will cause us to find our foundations again. Amen. If there is something you are supposed to be doing, doing, I want you to pray for one moment. Tell God that let me discover what I'm supposed to be walking in now. Lord, let me not miss, let me not miss it. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. When you miss it, it's a painful thing. When you miss it, it's a painful thing. Jesus said, many will come and say, Lord, 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 have we not cast demons in your name? Have we not healed the sick? And he says, live here, you workers of lawlessness. I don't know you. Talk to the Lord. Beyond what I'm doing now, is there something else I need to do? Is there a way I need to apply the gift and the calling upon me? Is there some business I need to be doing? Oh God, Lord, God Almighty, put your grace upon me. As your teaching comes forth, let me begin to discover myself. Let me step into brand new capacity. Let me step into strength. Let me step, let me step into grace. Hey. Can I tell you something? I remember when we were growing up in Ashima, when we were growing up, there's this man of God who pastors one of the churches, Divine Healers Church. And a friend of mine used to attend that church. Manu, I don't know if you know Tufilos Assem. He was my mate. You know Assem, Tufilos Assem? He was my mate. Tufilos is a pastor now somewhere in Western region. I'm looking for him. So the, this pastor lives in the neighborhood. And before we could see, the pastor has stopped pastoring. And he's working. He's, he's, he's doing what you call secular job. You wonder if this man is okay. Maybe, oh, 
God spoke to him and said, Wafa, for all these years, the thing you are doing, I mean, I have not called you. This is what I've called you to. And you see that the man is serious and dedicated and doing what, and he's not pastoring again. I, am, I saw the thing, I'm like, ah, is it this man, is he okay? The Bible says many will come to him and says, ah, we did this and this and that. Look, may, may God forbid so that we will appear before God and we say, God, we preach powerfully. Oh God, you know, the way, the way I was moving Germany back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You see, that is my calling. And you see the way I sold cars, that is my calling. God say, ah, you're a worker of lawlessness. You see, when you abandon your gift and your calling, when apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, prophets, uh, 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 pastors fail to equip people in the, in, the, in the calling and the capacity that they have been calling to, to serve properly, what we raise, what we produce is a bunch of lawlessness. Lawlessness means you become a law unto yourself. You are not under any law. That is what it means. The word in the Greek is anomia. You have become a law unto yourself. You run by your own set of conditions. You are not under the maker, the master owner who directs how your life must go, how things must work. So today you can see somebody selling ice cream and you also go and sell ice cream. Do you know that with all of this grace that is upon me, if I leave this thing and I go doing business, I'll succeed. And I'll succeed powerfully. Because this grace, this thing, it can do anything. But the point is, is it anything you must do? Is it just anything you must do? So, you see, we have to be a serious people in life because you don't have, you don't have a thousand years to live. And you are not growing younger. So, we have to even introduce our children right from the onset to the issues of purpose, leadership gifts, so that they discover themselves and live powerfully right from a young age, powerfully in that thing. Let's not joke with these things because many have been messed up. Somebody read medicine for, is it five years or six years they do? After he finished, he went to hang himself. A friend of mine read electricals, part one, part two, and part three or something. Give him a screwdriver. Let him open this thing here. The phone says, put me away. That's what the phone is telling you. This is the second time it happened. You know so. Yeah. It says, put me away and discover your leadership gift. <laughs> Give him a screwdriver. Let there be a spark. He will jump like a chicken. He's not called to be an electrician. But he has passed all the papers. What kind of life is this? And at some point, he became frustrated. He became frustrated in life. Then he went to read marketing level two something he stopped frustration and by the grace of god he went to read banking and finance he discovered himself and he's living it powerfully so it's important when the bible says equipped for the work of ministry the apostle down to pastor is giving you the necessary tools you can work with two they are repairing you by their ministry ah look listen all in this ministry, the problems that people share with you, do you know what is following it? If the person can deal with the thing, the person would have dealt with the thing and be okay and comfortable. 
God has to put something on a man, a human being, so that he can deal with that thing. If not, when after the person just sharing the problem with you, you would you, you yourself, ah, there's a prayer come beyond you. I don't want to mention the name because we are live. Beyond, beyond you, one day we'll go there. Because I'm planning, but we'll go there. The person who opened the prayer camp was doing deliverance, laying hand on people. And somebody laid hand on somebody and then himself went blind. What are you talking about? A young man was doing deliverance. After he laid hand on the person, they come out, the last now jump and entered into him. His condition became worse more than the person he was delivering. It is, it, this, this thing called ministry is no joke. This thing called ministry is no joke. So when we see pastors, prophets, apostles, genuinely called by God, fulfilling, perfecting, equipping, that word, I've explained it, I've explained it into details in the other teachings. My God. We have to honor them, give them the honor that is due. Because what they are giving is more than, more than just going to school to get a master's. A friend of mine ministered to a man. If you, and he said when he entered into his house, cars with what? Scattered all over. He said, prophet, this, this is the one I use when I'm going to meet the politicians. I use this one on Tuesdays. This one, I use this one on Saturdays. Hey! He can't sleep at night. Cars all over, but the guy can't sleep at night. What was it? <laughs> when he closes his eye, he sees a, a python. He says, you, I'll finish you. There's another lady who came to him. He says, my husband gives me chop money every week. My husband gives me 5,000 Ghana cities. I But she's blessed with a husband. She's blessed with a good husband. But she says that when she is there, when she sleeps, a certain demon will come and kiss her, her lips. When she's sitting there, the demon will come and kiss her lips. So he came to my friend and said, catch that demon and destroy. And my friend just prayed in Jesus' name. It is not just like a prayer. There is a grace at work. So what we are doing here, it is not church as usual. Oh, we just come to church and then, you know, we come and sing one nice song. We give some offering and then we give some testimony and we go home. Hey, hey, that is not what church is for. The church, as we are, the ecclesia of God, we are supposed to raise emissaries, apostles. It's a home of sending, where we send people into the world. So we send Barbara into her field to go and function. We send Albert to, into her field. You send me to, into my field of accounting and finance. I go and function there. Engineering, we send you. When we gather on Sundays or any time we are supposed to be hearing the word of God, it is a holy convocation, a holy gathering where we are receiving instruction, sharpening our tools and our weapons to go back into war. Life is war. Nobody came into life laughing. Every child that is born begins to cry because this environment is war. We have to begin to relate to the grace of God a bit differently. 
her equipped for the work of ministry so you have that ministry and calling another aspect of the ministry that you are supposed to walk in ah, no matter how rich you are if you cannot win one soul for Christ then there's something wrong with your riches as for me I'm very rich I'm very rich I'm a member of that church society you know church society you know the one they call church society the church is no longer a church it's a society but you can't win souls for Christ you have a ministry of winning souls for Christ say I have a ministry say I am an oak of righteousness I have a ministry of winning souls for Christ I am anointed for this I am equipped for this I have the right set of tools and the wisdom to pluck souls from the realm of darkness into the realm of the light friends we are not here to joke so go and serve make money but win souls for Christ there's more about that we'll talk about later equipped for the work of ministry that is where the whole teaching team came from it's not just about winning souls but also for serving your generation now we talk extensively we talk extensively about the preparation and the processes that happen in our lives for us to come into that calling or while we are in the calling the Lord continue to process us there's a message I'll preach here I'll preach here one of the days maybe at open heavens the title is contending for the prophetic promise take a guy like David David was anointed by God as the king for Israel what happened next you would have thought that when he was anointed the next thing is that he would be on his way and be on the throne and Saul would be removed but the next thing we realized was that David was running around. After he went to play for Saul and Saul said, you, I'm going to finish you. The next thing was that <laughs> the guy was in the bush running. Oh, king. Hey, can you imagine you receive a powerful prophecy? You are going to be a great woman of God, great man of God. And the next thing is that life is full of problems. The process of God is happening to you. If you're not careful, you will give up. If at the time that they actually prophesy, say all the nations will find you, that is where they will reject you. That is where that is where you are even rejected. And you see, let me tell you something and pay attention. Pay attention to this in your life. The very things that have become your problem that you are fighting and dealing with is a ministry God has given you as well. That thing you are fighting. It can be a habit you are seeking to overcome. You, there's a challenge, an aspect of your life. You have been praying and it's like the thing is never solved. It can be financial. It can be childbirth. It can be, it can be a, maybe a particular child who is just stubborn. You have a ministry. You have a ministry there for children. You have something there. You will discover ways you can take care of children. The thing that becomes the challenges of men become a ministry and a grace that God gives them. So that they can help others to come out of it. You see Kofi Odro. Have you ever heard his story? <laughs> oh no, a crazy guy. Oh. So you see the way he's preaching? The other day I heard him, he said, it's a mumuti, a circle, a circle, there's a spot, a, a particular spot. Bibi Biba, one more. Oh, Pastor, Pastor, oh, message, GDM, me, pe, mumuti, afina, maba, muso. He said, afina, maba, muso, muso, mumuti, eni, eni. Oh, Jesus. 
He is the only person who can function like that because he has gone through something and God has taken him out. I challenge you this morning. I want you to pray one more. Say, God, give me grace under my situation. What I'm going through, give me grace. Paul, Paul prayed and, and the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you. Tell the Lord, give me grace. Give me grace. Hey, you will not give up. Give me grace. Tell, tell the Lord, I am not ready to give up, so give me grace. I am not ready to give up. Give me grace. Pray to the Lord. The Bible says in the book of James chapter 1, it says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of the Lord who we'll give freely, freely, and you will not rebuke or reject you. Lord, give me grace. Give me wisdom. Give me wisdom to deal with this matter. To deal with this matter. To deal with this man. To deal with this woman. To deal with this situation. To deal with this business matter. Give me grace. Kaya bako. Oh, thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. In the next 15 minutes, I'm going to do justice to the last part of what I am I'm teaching on process. If I'm not able to finish, fine. We'll continue next week. We are not in, in race against anybody. We are building ourselves. Sometimes you have an apprentice, you teach him or her. Oh, what do you do? Patience. Maybe he or she will become your best apprentice. She has discovered 10 ways of not doing it because you taught her to do it like this. She did it the other way. Mm. That he, she has discovered 20 ways, 100 ways, like Albert Einstein. He has discovered 90, is it 99 ways of not, not, not giving us a light bulb. The final one worked. He can be a very good teacher. When he's teaching, he said, you see, when you do it like this, it will not work. He has given you the clue already. When you do this, that, unless you are, you are curiosity, kill the cat. So you want to do what they said don't do, then you go and do. But you have been equipped right. So we talked about process. And we said the process of God, like David, as we were describing, is happening to many of us. We are all in some process or we have finished some process and we are starting another. David for the next 20 years of his life will be running in the forest. Sometimes begging for food. Is this not God's anointed? At some point he has to behave himself like a madman because they will kill him. At some point he has to eat food that was not he was not supposed to eat. At some point he has to use Goliath's sword. <laughs> Because when he got to the place, there was no sword. He has to go, he has to go undercover. He has to go covert. So that nobody discovers him. So if he carried a sword, they will know that this guy is a man of weapons. So he has to go ordinary. And when he got into the camp of the Philistines and he realized that Wahala will come, he now began king, king of God, anointed of God. When we talk about anointing, it's not some oil that is just pouring on you, it's symbol. The anointing is the robbing of God's character and nature inside you. It is God putting himself in you and your life mingled with him and your starting point as man, we don't know, and, your, and the starting point of God now bled up in you. This is God's servant. And the next thing of his life is he has saliva all over his lips, his hair was basa, and he's behaving psychedelic like a mad person. 
so that he can escape. Why? Because there is a call and a purpose and his eyes is on it. If he makes a mistake, he will die and that call will never be fulfilled. I pray you will not die young. I pray you will not die like a farm. I pray that you will not die a premature death. I pray in the name of Jesus. Every covenant of death over you, let that covenant be broken. Every spiritual time bomb of death, I detonate it now in the name of Jesus. We decouple it now in the name of Jesus. You are not dying now. You have to live to fulfill your call and fulfill your purpose. You will not be a shame and a disgrace. You and I will have grace to deal with every problem and challenge that we are confronted with. They will not say of us, look at them who pray unto God. David said, how are they that increase that trouble me? Many are they that say of my soul, there is no help for me in God. For thou, O Lord, you are a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of my head. I shall not be afraid of 10,000 people who gather themselves round about. The Lord will be your shield. The Lord will be your Nisi. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my partner. My God. So process is happening. I'm not going to repeat what we said last week. I'm just going to go now. We said, when we begin to go through process, we said so many things, so let's continue from here. The other thing that happens to us is that we become whole. Say, I will be made whole. So just like catatismus happens to us, where you are now given the right set of tools, you are now polished. First, don't shine you. You are not shining. But the apostle and the prophet, evangelist, teacher, and pastor, as they continue to work on you, and as you continue to get inheritance among the saints, um, Ephesians chapter 1 and Acts chapter 20, 30, 32, as you continue to move in all this dimension, what happens to you? You now become whole. Before, before, you don't know how to relate to people. You don't know how to talk to people. But now you are becoming whole. When now you talk, you know that, no, you don't talk to people anyhow. It's called process because at some point you made mistakes, you hurt people, you lost some friends. Somebody got angry, rebuked you, you got confronted. It's all part of the process. Today you rebuke people in church, they take to flight because they have another pastor on the other side. They have 10 prophets they can go to so you can take your prophetic gifts. We don't know a generation like this. We have to be a generation that truly is committed to the process of God. So when these things happen, we move to wholeness. And one of the things we move to is relational health. We develop and maintain good, good and healthy relationships. Good and healthy relationships. Good and healthy relationships. Good and healthy. When Abraham went through process, he said, how did Abraham go through it? He brought Lot with him and Lot was his troubles. At some point there was fight that was going on. It should have happened. Abraham was not of that nature. But what happened? After he went through that, there was a separation. He came into relational wholeness. We come into understanding and we respond properly to rank. I told somebody that an orphan spirit is fighting you and he got offended. He doesn't know how to relate to a leader. He's always fighting the leader. He's always fighting David. David of this house. He's always fighting David. He's always pompous. And he's creating contention among the music team. And I said, listen, 
Anybody who does not know how to relate to a leader, a rank, you think your leader is not good enough. You think you are smarter than your leader because you can see vision. You think that your pastor who cannot see vision is not a pastor. Hey, hey, brother, be careful. What old man have seen you have not seen? What old man have experienced you have not experienced? You see a young man in the ministry, God has started blessing him. Instead of being humble and growing through grace and growing under the hand and the care of a father, the next thing they jump out, God has called me to start one. Sorry. And today they are fathers. Because they have sons and they have daughters and they are daughtering them and they are sonning them. <laughs> My brother, do you understand what I just said? You understand it deeply. Because they have not been processed. When they were being rebuked, they said, no, you can't rebuke me. So they carry their rugged attitude and they are messing everybody up. And sometimes God blesses them with people. They don't handle them well. I'll talk about the orphan spirit. Maybe next week I'll come. I'll just describe the orphan spirit. We pray. And we see ourselves. The, the orphan spirit, this is what it does. It sees God as a boss and a master and one wants to discipline me and beat me up. But the sonship grace sees God as a father. My father. My father. The orphan spirit was dis, dis, disturbing a prodigal son. And so he took everything. Mommy, brah, 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 brah. The orphan spirit was disturbing him. So he looked at the father and said, you, this father, you are wicked. Give him all my things and let me go. And that is what happened to people when we are not processed. I take all my property, my goods. In fact, church, now I'm taking it. You take it and go. You know, the person is not processed. Can I say something? The Bible says, what is it that you have which has not been given to you? Even if you bought it with your money, let's begin to dig it. The money you think is your strength. Who gave you strength? Bible says you for you shall remember the Lord your God who gives you power to make wealth. Who gives you power to make wealth? Who gives you power to make wealth? Who gives you power to make wealth? And he said, now my strength, I've gotten it for me. Who told you? Some of the things that we have, people bless us. This microphone, people bless us here. This thing, this thing, the lady, I even broke it. If she is watching me, she better, she better buy me a new one. Because I've broken it. A lady in America, I saw it. I kept looking for the thing. I searched, 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 searched. I found a smaller version. Then I kept searching, then I found the thing. I went on Amazon, I found it. Then I said, I want to buy this thing. This recorder, I want to buy it. But when I buy it, I don't know how it's going to come to Ghana. Do you have anybody coming to Ghana? The first question she asked me is that, he said, Prophet Mark, do you want this? I said, yes. She bought it and sent it to a certain address. She bought, I saw some two books, The Last Apostles on Earth, and um, another title, I've forgotten, it's about apostolic ministry. I saw the books and I said, I would like to buy the books and send to your address so that if you are coming to Ghana or something. He said, do you want these books? I said, yes. She said, you, have, you don't have any, anything to do about it. She bought them. What is it that you have which has not been given to you? 
even the anointing and the gift you have, and then you claim it's my own prophetic anointing. Who told you so? Bible says in John chapter 1, the verse 6, there was a man who was sent from God, and his name was called John. He, there was a man sent from God. You don't send people just into a vacuum, you send people to people. There was a man, his name was John, a gift to humanity. So we have to be very careful how we relate to rank. When we go through process, we begin to, uh, we are able to receive correction without feeling rejected. Receiving of correction without feeling rejected. Babs, if I rebuke you, uh, if I should rebuke you over something, it's not because I hate you. It's because I love you. Why should I rebuke you? For what? Then I'm a sick person. I just come, let me give, give left, right, center to, to do what? To achieve what? There has to be a purpose that that rebuke will now draw you and I into a place of grace, a place of righteousness. And the people who have gone through process in order to fulfill their call have indeed, have indeed gone through process and know how to receive correction. Your leader rebukes you. And the next thing is, I'm going to tell pastor. Why? What is the business between your leader rebuking you and then you are running to pastor? And then the pastor too does not know that there should be ranking. And so he come, then the pastor will now descend also on the leader. Is it? I don't know. Maybe family club, we don't do that. When you're in a home and a, and a child wants to knock your heads together, you understand. Because they will say another thing to their mother because they know their mother's reaction will be different. Then, then their mother will descend on you, the father. You will be sorry for your dear life. We have to be a people who know how to receive correction. When we go through process, Abet, this thing is giving some feedback, I don't know. When we go through process, there will be a proper comprehension of divine relationships. Can I say that again? There's something called divine relationships. No, the feedback, not the, not the volume, the feedback. There's feedback here. Divine relationship. It's not everybody you must relate to. I have a whole teaching that divine relationship. There's somebody has been placed purposely in your life. In the next few minutes, I'm going to... So, so what I'll do is that I'm just going to stop on relational health. Then next week, I'll talk about motivational health. What motivates you? Why are you doing what you are doing? Then I'll talk about identity health. Do you know yourself? Then I'll talk about doctrinal health. Doctrinal health. Doctrine. If you've not gone through process where discipline will serve under leaders well, when they give you a microphone right now, say, ah, the spirit of the Lord has come upon me. The Lord says that go and leave your wife. Hey. <laughs> so we'll talk about all those things. But I'm going to stop on relational health. Relational health. You will see relational health happening to Elijah and Elisha. We can't talk about it all. But number one, in chapter 19 of 1 Kings, 
no, no, Albert, the, the mid, not the volume, the mid is, the mid or the tutor, yes, the tutors is too much in my microphone. You have to muffle it a bit. Uh -huh, we are getting there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are there, you are there. It's okay, don't, don't touch anything again. It's a holy thing. <laughs> Elijah and Elisha. First Kings chapter 19. Oh, Elijah meets Elisha. Elisha is actually serving as a one who has his own farm. Those of you who have a farm, you are a rich man. Because it's an agrarian society. They live on a Greek. So if you are doing a Greek, you are a rich man. And Elisha had booze. He's a rich man. For him to have his own booze to plow his own field, he's a rich man. Then one crazy prophet with some twig around his head passes by, then he throws a mantle on you. And he understands the language. Because Elisha understands the language, the first thing he did was, I beg you, let me go and bid my people farewell so that I will not come back to this thing again. Once I am leaving to fulfill this calling, I'm leaving to fulfill it. But when you see people doing like this, looking back, and if they should go forward or something, you know that they have not truly whether they should walk with a man of God or they shouldn't walk with a man of God, whether I'm not sure, this, this man of God, I should, I'm not sure. And then, then you see that they will disappear for three months, then they will show up one month, then they will disappear, then they will come and lead prayer one or two times, then they disappear. I see people do that in churches. One pastor friend was telling me, he said, I'm going to rebuke one guy in my church. He would disappear for six months, then you appear in, 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 in one month, then I see if he wants to serve. Then before you realize, he has disappeared again. Uh-uh. He doesn't know how to relate to. Oh, just leave her to come. Leave her to come. Come to daddy. Come to daddy. He doesn't know how to relate to people. He doesn't know how to relate with his leaders. I, I hope you're understanding this thing. Our musicians must know how to relate to their leader. If your leader says, sit down. Can I say something to you? Some years ago, in the ministry that we were serving in, my time is up. In the ministry that we were serving in, something happened. A friend of mine, he likes pornography. Mm. And me too. Me too. When he... I saw him with the things, I collected the thing and I tied it in a rubber. Like, ah, you. And then news went abroad. Do you know when news goes abroad? <laughs> news went abroad that somebody has handled pornography and, and the person even made attempts. This is a prophet though. Made attempt to want to go down with a certain lady. And when they did the investigation, it showed that he went to the lady's house and was watching porn and some things wanted to happen and then the lady escaped and so the, then he, now he started pursuing the lady fire. to give her fire <laughs> he says amen <laughs> he started pursuing and chasing the lady so the lady became frustrated I remember she told me then the lady went to tell the resident pastor 
Hey. And the resident pastor took it to leadership. Hey. They began to investigate, 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 investigate. Then they realized that the thing traced to my friend. And then they realized that I had collected one of the things from him. And my problem was that why did you collect the thing? You two, the fact that you have collected, you have watched it. But before God and man, I didn't watch it. I tied the thing, the polythene. And I put it in one of my bags and put my clothes on it. And this is long period of time, about six months to one year. So when the day they asked me to bring the thing, if even the rubber, the, the way they had to struggle to lose the rubber, because I tied it. My bone pour up on pour up on rubber, pour up on pour like three or four times. And I didn't share polity, we share polity more. Oh, so this one doesn't require punishment, so But they punished me. They suspended me one year. They said I shouldn't lead worship again. And I am under command. I should back. Eesh. Me too, I said it's my gift. So I will not back. They said, who do you think you are? Are you under authority or you are your own government? You see these things? And this is, they disciplined me. And nobody knew. They wrote a letter. They wrote a three-page letter to me. Three-page letter for just knowing about the situation and not announcing it and collecting the thing and even tying the thing in the rubber. They gave me three solid page, A4 sheet, page, letter. I wish I have not this. I would have read it to you. I will look for it one day and read it to you so that you see. Quoted scripture and did bullet point and heading. In fact, they prepared for me. They disciplined me and they said to me, and those days I used to travel around preaching and all of that ministry. They said to me that you have it as a personal responsibility to turn down every preaching appointment. Hey. So when the appointment comes, I say, oh, I can't come. I can't come. Oh, no, no, I can't come. I need to be in church and do that. When you go through process, you know how to relate to your leaders. The second thing about Elijah and Elisha was that. Elijah says, sit down here. I'm, the, the Lord has sent me. Elijah says, no way. I'm going to follow you. I'll chase after you. We, we don't have a people who know how to follow. They don't, know, they don't know how to sit in a car for you to drive. Ask Bernard, when I'm driving to hold, Bernard will, have, will apply. <laughs> he will apply all the brakes for me. You are not the one holding the steering. You will apply. Keep applying. Keep applying. Keep. Hey, you've driven a car. <laughs> Sometimes my wife will be driving. I say, I say, my friend, my friend, you will hit. She say, my friend, you're not the one driving. I'm not going to hit that thing. You see, that's the way it is. But you must be able to sit in trust. Give your trust and know that this man is not going to lead me into evil. But people, they, they literally, look, I know somebody, an old man. He doesn't, rich man, he doesn't sit at the back seat. Fresh Mercedes, you not sit at the back. Fresh what? You not sit at the back. You sit at the front, and his hand is on the handbrake. <laughs> He's, he will catch the brake for you. What do you mean? Who you are? You? You want to kill me? <laughs> Elijah didn't do any of these things. He was just steady. Oh, stay here. The Lord has sent me to battle. He says, mm-mm. 
as long as God lives, oh people, he says, as long as God lives and your soul lives and my soul lives, I will not stop following you. Then he gets, he got to another place. He said, listen, do you know that your master will be taken away today? Would Elijah be regarded as a wicked leader? You know God is taking you away. You are telling the guy, you sit here, you are coming. Who will you come back? But if you know, you say, no, this, this my leader is a very wicked guy. He's a very, very, very wicked guy. Hey, Charlie, process is good, though. Hey, it makes you whole. Listen, time is up, but let me tell you, there's a pastor who went somewhere with, a, 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 a senior pastor who went somewhere with, with his associate pastor. He was supposed to minister in the place. And when they got there, the host started talking. Oh, we had this man of God who came and uh, he, oh, the move of God was in the house. Powerfully this and that and that and that and those this and that and that and that and that and that and that. And then when he finished talking, he asked the senior pastor, the guest, that, oh, do you know him? And the guest says, I don't know him. Wow. Meanwhile, some weeks ago, this preacher that he said, I don't know him, actually came to preach for him. And the junior pastor was saying that while the man was talking, he felt like saying, we know him. He was with us. But his leader says, I don't know him. We have to be very careful how we work with leaders. David will cry out, oh, who will bring me water from the the wells of Bethlehem? David, you should be a wicked leader. Where the Philistines' garrison is, you are now crying that they should, your people, the, your, their lives will be wasted and go down to the garrison, through the garrison of the Philistines, and go and fetch water for you so that you drink. What kind of test is that? But the Bible says, is it two men or three men got up and they started cutting through the Philistines, fighting, cutting through because. They know how to walk. I, I call it, you need to listen to your leader with the ear of excellence. People don't know how to walk with leaders. Your departmental leader is giving instruction. You yourself, you have another instruction on top of your head. What is that? So the glory of God cannot be seen in the place. And there is infighting as if we are competing for some piece of property. Then this one will go and tell leader that this one have done this. And uh, uh, I want to speak away. One was like, please, some. Umbekan once did Then the leader to the zone now he is now he said, Charlie, be watching this guy for me. Watch this guy for the way he's behaving. To the extent that the leader will not, we have become mafias. Mafia prophet, mafia apostles, mafia evangelists, mafia pastors, mafia teachers. When we are supposed to be the servants of Christ. Elijah knew how to work with his leader. He said, no way. If you are going to die, I'll die with you. If you are going to survive, I'll survive with you. Where the Lord is taking you, I'll go. When he gets there, the people say, they are taking your mother, he said, keep quiet, I know. Can we, can we have an attitude? Somebody come to tell you a whole story about your brother and spoil your brother, but oh, negative. Then it becomes gospel on your lips. No. Elisha knew how to work with this. When he had been processed, he knew how 
to work. There's a guy that is called Paul and Silas. Where did you see Paul and Silas fighting? Because they know who they are. If you know who you are, you know that you are bringing your gift to join my gift. I'm bringing my gift to join yours. So we build a bigger purpose. And it's not self-interest. I remember our worship team. There was a situation in which the keyboardists and the bass guitarists, they are playing for themselves and the, 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 vocal, the, vo- the, the, the lead vocalist is also singing for himself. Because the lead vocalist is creating problems. Look at Paul and Timothy relationship. Look at Paul and Timothy relationship. And I end on that. Paul said, I have no other. I have no other. Who is my son that I can send to you? Except Timothy. He will care for you just like the way I will care for you. He says something about Timothy. And I, let me locate it and let me read that so that, so that you can appreciate relationship. And later we'll talk about kingdom relationship. God has placed certain people specifically in your life. If you suck and you chase them away, you may be losing a lot of things. If you suck and you chase them away, you will have to reorganize yourself and go and look for them and apologize and bring them back to you. God has placed certain people. I went into a woman's house and then I said, woman, I'm seeing a vision. I said, woman, let's pray. When I was about to, I said, woman, let's pray. My wife took me to the woman. And I said, let's pray. Immediately I said, Father, thank you. Then I saw like a leaf, like a plant. A leaf has been plucked. But the leaf is being, is, it was brought back and fitted back to where it was plucked. And I didn't understand it. I pray it's between her and the husband. Okay. They, are, they, are, they have not divorced. But something is happening. The husband is somewhere. The woman is... And the woman thinks I am orgami a thing because the man says something to me. Ah, if the man says something to you, just say sorry to yourself and move on. Sometimes we are sitting and waiting for somebody to come and say sorry to us. Please say, do yourself a favor, say sorry to yourself and mend your relationship and move on. Ah. The woman said to me, some a year or something after I said. That word you shared with me, I understand it perfectly. But I've decided I will not allow my husband to come back. What is all this? What is all this? If she had stayed in the ministry for some some years, something powerful would have happened in her life. Listen to this. Let me go to Timothy and then I end on that. Second Timothy. Or oh, is it first, second, first, second, first, second, like that? You know, when you are writing exams, have you had that experience? We are writing exams, and then you saw a particular figure, the mass, the mass paper. You are writing, you saw a particular figure. You saw this figure, as I am writing the exams, I'll use this figure in this particular place. <laughs> While you are writing the exams, you now you are looking for the figure, and as if the figure has, has developed legs and walked away from the page where you are looking for the figure everywhere. It's called confusion. Yeah. Have you written exams and, and how to spell is? Is you have forgotten how to spell is ah? If if it has not happened to you, <laughs> how you are sitting? Say, ah, how do you spell is? Your mind is hot. Yeah. yeah. So that is what is happening to me. I don't know if it's first or second. 
Paul says something about Timothy. Let me see. I'll find it. I'll find it. Just give me one moment. Let me find it. Let me find it. It's one of my favorite scriptures. I don't know why it has disappeared. Paul said to Timothy, Paul said concerning Timothy. Uh, let me let me find it here. I'll find it here easily. Yeah. I'll find it in a moment. Sing it out help me find that I don't know why I'm struggling with it I know it's something verse 11 I know it's something verse 11 let me see yeah chapter 3 it's chapter 3 verse 10 verse 10 down verse 11 it says but you have carefully you have carefully let me read NIV instead I'll read New King James and NIV. New King James and NIV. Is it a good word? Please be solid in God, oh, and don't go and eat that quine chain fried rice. It will give you stomach problems. All right. So I'm reading New King James and I'm reading NIV. So New King James first. Paul was speaking concerning Timothy. And he says, but you, but you have carefully followed my doctrine. What is doctrine? Paul's teachings. We are talking about relationship, relational health. You have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life. Paul was a prayerful man. Miss Timothy was prayerful. Paul was a holy man, meaning Timothy was holy. And my purpose Timothy understands Paul's purpose in and out. You can't do anything about it. Faith, the way Paul exhibits faith and believes God for things to happen. My long suffering, meaning there were problems too, and Paul stayed long. My long suffering. 
It's not for this pastor, he's not hiring up, hiring up at all. His anointing is all working quick, 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 quick. Then you go and look for the quick, quick, quick anointing. Then the quick, quick, quick you too. And the quick, quick, quick you. Some people went to looking for quick, 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 quick anointing in Nigeria and they collected their wife and children on top of that. Yeah. Quick, quick anointing. My love, the way Paul loved the church. My perseverance. Persecutions. Afflictions which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystria, what persecutions I endure, and out of them all the Lord delivered me. Look at NIV. You, however, have known all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, faith. Patience, love, endurance, persecution, suffering. What kinds of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystria? The persecutions I endure, yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. Do you know your leader's persecutions? Do you know the things he loved? Do you know the things of God, the way he loved the things of God? What is his passion and devotion? What are the things? Listen, when you walk with your leaders, when you walk with people, you need to know them inside out. That when I do this to this person, the person will be angry. Relational help begins to happen. It does not just happen, but people walk in relationship. Please rise up and let's pray. I want you to just talk to God. Talk to God about this morning. Talk to God about yourself this morning. You've heard something. Can I say something to you? Do you know how I discovered this scripture? Do you know how I discovered this scripture? I'll tell you today. It's a very simple story. A certain guy who is a pastor now got married. What was his name? Holy. Holy. You are disturbing me. You are disturbing me. I'll descend on you. <laughs> he got married and started having problems in his marriage. Alma, tell that call to wait. You are going to the children. No, no, please listen to this one. Leave them. They will not die. None shall die. None shall be lost. When they got married, he discovered something about the woman and he became disappointed. Marriage that is not up to one week old, though, he wants to quit. Then he had a dream. And I was explaining this scripture to him. Hey, God. Isn't God good? He had a dream. And I was showing him this scripture. So me, I didn't, me, I've read this scripture. And I've received some understanding. But the point at which he started making meaning to me was this. I went to visit my friend. We were talking when Michael came around. And Michael said, ah, Mark, 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 I want to talk to you. I had a dream about you. And you were talking to me about something. And so I said, what is it about? Then he showed me the scripture. I said, wow. Then I asked him, I said, what is happening in your marriage? You just married, what is happening? Let me talk to you about it. Have you known the lady's doctrine? Have you known the manner of life she lived? Have you known the persecutions? He says, all those things that you have discovered about her. You have just discovered them, but you, have, you should have known them long ago. It is time to forgive her so that this marriage will work. 
the guy sat there almost like he wants to weep and he told me thank you for healing me for ministering to me for me to be healed if not he wants to quit the marriage listen when you work with people you need to know their manner of life and you need to have every day take a tablet of forgiveness if you see people married for 20 years is tablet the tablet of forgiveness I want you to talk to God if there's some repentance to do let's do if there's some grace to ask for let's ask if there is some wisdom to pray for let's ask if there's some capacity to require let's step into it let the Lord do something in us in the name of Jesus talk to the Lord for a moment talk to the Lord for a moment you will go through your processes you will not fail talk to the Lord just talk to the Lord about you he loves you he wants the best for you he wants the best happening in your home I speak as God's servant. The Lord will heal your children. The Lord will heal your wife. The Lord will heal your husband. There shall be wholeness in the family. Somebody prayed out. We've come to the mountain of the Lord where we are strengthened, we are equipped, we are empowered, we are giving grace. Come on, pray into your relationships that you have lost, the friendships that you have lost, which are which I call divine, divine relationships that God has placed in your life, which you lost. Pray, the Lord will heal it. Heal the divine relationships that we have lost, friends that we have lost, members that we have lost, whatever we did wrongly. Heal them. Heal our wives. Heal our children. Heal our husbands. Lord, we come to receive grace so that we can serve you. Lord, every wound, every head, remove them. Just lift your voice. Pray. Pray in the spirit and talk to the Lord. Oh, come on, pray that the Lord will heal your relationships. The Lord will restore. Tell the Lord, restore me, restore me, restore me. Lord, restore me. Pray. Tell the Lord, give me understanding. Give me a wise and understanding heart so I can walk with people. 
so that I can relate to people. Lord, give me relational health. Let me walk in relational health so that I can walk with people, so that I can relate well to my, with my teachers, my leaders, so that I can relate to them, so I can relate well to my brother and my sister. Rakapakato, Zebebe, Mantadadaba, Siketeke, this is the grace by which kingdom communities are built that relationships are done well the bible says that see to it that see to it that no bitterness spring up among you the Bible says, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one can see God. The seeing of God is in peace with all people and holiness. We are praying that we will relate well with our husbands. We will relate well with the men and women in our lives. We will relate well. We will relate well with, with the members of this community. We will relate well with our neighbors, our neighbors in our home, in our workplaces. Reboko, Sebedede, Abakata, Tata, Basha, Rapako, Sebedebe, Analabako, Sebebe, Kapa, Ayababo, Sobobo, Rapapa, Ananako, Sebebebe, Ayaman, Tedebe, Sobobo, Andelebeke. It says, Pursue peace with all men and holiness, without which no one can see the Lord. Looking carefully, list. One for short of the grace of God. List one for short of the grace of God. List one for short of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness spring up, cause trouble, and by this many come into defilement. We pray in the name of Jesus that every root of bitterness will be destroyed. Every root of contentions will be destroyed in our marriages, in our homes, in our families, in our ministries, uh, in our workplace. Lord, begin to heal and mend relationships. Oh Lord, heal and mend relationships. Lord, heal and mend relationships. Lord, heal and mend homes. Every disagreement that have entered into marriages, we bring those things before your throne. We destroy every root of bitterness. We destroy every root of bitterness. We receive grace to pursue peace with all men. We receive grace to pursue peace with all men. Rabako 
Mante de 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 be shige de de robo bobo bosu be de 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 be ayam manto de lobo bosu be de de be Lord heal our homes and if there are specific relationships that you know of and you know things have gone wrong and you know things are going wrong all I want you to do and pray ask the Lord heal this relationship Lord heal this relationship tell the Lord what is in your heart Lord I am in pain Lord I am angry Lord I've been treated wrongly but I stand before you and I ask for your healing power that you will heal me and that you will heal this relationship that you will heal this relationship that you will heal this relationship of your kingdom so that our light will shine so bright and, and attract the world to you Lord we thank you that we are being equipped so that we can fulfill our individual calling and graces Lord we thank you that we are being equipped so that we can serve you so that we can serve our generation. Lord, some of us will be in politics. Some of us will be in leadership capacity. In of various times. Some of us are husbands and wives. Lord, some of us are preachers. Some of us are engineers and lawyers. Oh God, this is what we ask today. A corporate grace and an individual grace that can relate well to the individual unique giftings and callings and abilities to release each individual to see his or her full potential and the calling that you have given him Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that none of us standing here will miss the purpose for which you have called us. 
Lord, I ask that even from this day, you begin to give people dreams. You give people visions. You will order their steps and guide them. Lord, I pray and I call for divine relationships. I call relationships that have been lost to be restored. And I call relationships that are yet to be unveiled to be unveiled. I ask that Father will begin to stumble and walk in divine stumble and stepping into relationships that are meant for us. Lord, relationships that have been held bound, today we release them all. We release a fresh understanding upon all of us so we can walk well with our leaders, so that we can walk well with one another. Father, we want to see you. Lord, we want to encounter you. Lord, we want to experience you. Lord, we want to, we want to have your move among us. Lord, we don't need you far removed from us. You said pursue peace with all men and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Lord, we want to see you. Somebody can pray this with me. Say, Lord, I want to see you. Lord, I want to see an evidence of you in my life. Oh, Lord, that I will see you. Oh, God, that I will see you. Let me see you in all my affairs. Let there be an evidence of God. Let it be known that I am a man and a woman of God. Let it be known that I serve the living God. Lord, I will pursue peace with all men. I receive grace to do this. I will pursue peace with all my leaders. I receive grace to do this. Oh Lord, I will walk in holiness. I receive grace to do this. And Lord, I will see you in this land of the living. I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, put your hands together for the Lord. We are trying. There is a fresh understanding that is released upon all of us. Or do I lie? Is this word not very clear? I didn't teach it like a professor, isn't it? <laughs> but what do you think? I want to give you the microphone. Now. Then we start a second service. <laughs> I didn't teach it like a professor. Because I've been praying to God that as, as it may sound, let the Lord break it down. One of my friends asked me to, to do a video for him to advertise a program. And I did one minute video. When I finish and I send a video, he said, hey, you are a professor. <laughs> I did a one minute video. He said, no, 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 you are a professor. <laughs> God bless you, please take your offering. Those of us online, you want to bless this ministry, it's beautiful. I want to invite you to come along, bless this ministry. God is doing something new with us. God is doing something. In fact, we need some children materials. I want to announce this today. Maybe you have some children materials sitting there. You want to share with us. We need some children materials. In fact, we need an air condition for the children. We need one more air condition in this auditorium. We need, we need to, to get some TV screens also here. So a lot of things we need to take care of. And it will take the hand of God for us to do this thing. I heard Ahuma, Ahuma say, I'm thinking of buying one TV. One TV. I heard, I heard that one. I heard it. <laughs> no, we need to get some, some 50 or 55 inches TV. Two of them here at the front. 
and we need to get some 30 something inches or is it 40 something inches here the children need to have some 50 50 inches 55 inches as well if we get this set of TVs we are fine Get some fuel condition. We need some money. Money. Everyone say money. Money cometh. Yeah, we need some serious monies on us. And God will do it. God bless you all. I trust that the word has been a blessing to you. On Friday, we are here to pray. Please don't miss it. Friday, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. We are lifting our voice to cry to God. He's doing something new with us. We are lifting our voices to cry to God. And then on the, is it on the second or on the fourth? I'm missing it. The next open heavens, second, second of, of March. And this is what I do. When I go to a meeting and they're announcing a date, because I may forget, I just take my phone and go to calendar. Then I punch it there. Then I add to it. I add to it reminders. Maybe remind me two hours before. And I put a reminder on repeat. So once it comes, or remind me 15 minutes before. So anytime you go to your calendar, you will see that the calendar is punched with all kinds of activity. When you check, oh, okay, I'm supposed to attend this meeting. Two hours before, one hour before. Or in fact, the one I used to do is that I set it, remind me a day before. So the day before, it will send a reminder. Then I'll snooze it. Then it will keep coming, it will keep coming. And I know that the next day I have to be in the meeting. Do this. Let's not just have um, people from far to come for Open Heavens meeting. This open heavens meetings going forward, I've advised myself that I'll do like 30, 20 minutes teaching short. Then Barbara will hold the microphone and then we start the prophetic. We start ministering the prophetic. We start seeing what God has for us. Yeah, that is what I'm going to do because it's a platform that is created for the prophetic gift to be expressed. So what is all this uh, plenty matter? When we come to Sunday morning, it's a holy convocation. We are here to receive tools, weapons, sharpen ourselves. We go back to war. And we fight and win the battles. Yeah. So, open heavens meeting is strictly prophetic. Yeah, I'm thinking of we doing, we changing the team even to do something like this. Abed, the wonderments of God. Prophetic wonderment, something like that. So somebody says strictly prophetic. Somebody says extreme prophetic. Somebody says ecstatic prophetic. This one too can be prophetic wonderments. Uh-huh. Abe, what do you think? Ah, your money didn't have a So please take your offering. Let's, let's offer to the Lord. Let's offer to the Lord. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. We offer our gifts. We offer our seeds. Your name be glorified in Jesus' name. Out of Zion, bless your people. Out of Zion, bless your people. Thank you, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, please drop your offering and let me just say this as well. Let's all do well and get involved in something in this place. Friday prayer times, Albert is in charge of that. So I rebuked him and I told him that, Albert, the Friday prayer time, take it serious. It's not that he's not serious though. Ah, a man of God can prophesy to, I remember a man of God prophesied to me and, and says, the Lord says you should fast. And I'm fasting already, but the Lord is saying I should fast. The Lord knows what he's talking about. So I said you should take it serious and Fridays, six to eight, you should lead us. So that we, we, we will not worry ourselves. We, 
we all will not worry. When we come, we'll come and follow, we'll come and follow him. When he says jump, we jump. When he says lie down, we lie down. Uh-huh. So please take note of that and let's be serious about it. And then um, we need to activate some things with protocol. So some of you will rope you in so that you can do it. First time comers, how we need to receive them and all of those things so that we can organize ourselves properly. So God bless you. The Lord favor you. The Lord show you kindness. Ah, let me declare over you. This land that you stand upon, whether you are in America, you are in Trinidad and Tobago, you are in Nigeria, you are in uh, Canada, wherever you are connecting from and watching and, and listening from, I declare that the land will not revolt against you. This land will not vomit you out. But the land will whisper your name. The land will embrace you and support you and help you. Wherever you were defeated, I declare in the same place you shall win. Wherever you were rejected, I declare in the same place you shall be accepted. Wherever you were opposed, in the same place you shall prevail. Go and win all the battles in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. So talk to somebody before you go. Shake somebody before you go. Tell, ask the person, where do you live? And all of those things. God bless you. Where is he? Abby.